Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mario's 8-Bits. We are halfway through December, and I can proudly say that 90% of my Christmas shopping is just about done. How's y'all's Christmas shopping coming along? Go out there and get you some good deals. They're out there, trust me. Because, come on y'all, we can all use some good deals in our lives, am I right? If you glanced at the title for tonight's episode, you're probably thinking, oh shit, this mofo just turned into a pyromaniac and wants to set fire to a home. Of course, that's not the case at all. The house I speak of is that of our beloved relationships. So how the hell is a house like a relationship? Think about it, smarty pants. It's built on a foundation has windows that lets others look in just a little bit, has the power to make us feel secure, keep us warm, and if you're dating a big-ass Latino like me, then it's a big house with lots of stories and folds. <laughs> Kidding, but not really. More importantly, though, there's stairs. Stairs that go up and stairs that you haven't quite discovered leading to rooms you haven't quite opened yet, but you know you're curious to explore. The crazy part is, we do a lot of things that, although not on purpose, still have an effect. Once those effects take place, the house begins to change. And if you're not careful, the house can burn down. A relationship is the same way. We do things to one another or ourselves that cause a lot of changes to our homes. And today, I'd like to talk about some of the things we do that make our homes crumble and eventually burn down. So put on your oh shit pajamas because I'd like to talk about the ways we fuck things up royally. Fire number one, control. Look, I get it. It's fun being in control. We love being in control. It gives us this metaphorical power that can't always be explained. We like wielding that power around people's faces like it was a massive cock about to slap someone. In the bedroom, we like to give up control sometimes and let someone else do all the work while we lay back and roll our eyes so far back that we can almost see our brain. At work, we boss people around, see them do the things we asked of them, and feel great about introducing our ideas and plans into our co-workers' lives. Control is addicting and makes us feel high in a weird way that only we understand inside ourselves. I personally love taking control and planning a weekend, a family getaway, Dinner, sex, hey, those are good plans, right? It's fun, right? It's always fun and games until someone gets hurt. (laughs) Isn't that how the old saying goes? Do you know when to stop controlling someone? Have you ever stopped to ask yourself this question? If you haven't, then congratulations, you're probably an asshole. 
And newsflash, asshole, you don't always have to be in control and dictate the lives of those around you. Have some confidence in them to know that they will make good decisions, respectful choices, all leading to trustworthy outcomes. Just because you are in control doesn't mean you're the only one capable of making the right choices. You know that lump in your throat that could possibly be your Adam's apple? It's probably your nose because you have your head so far up your ass. Let people be from time to time. Watch them come up with awesome ideas and let them be happy for themselves for making the right decisions all on their own. You know, kind of like an adult, like the adult that they are. A controlling partner only serves one person, themselves. They are the highlight of that relationship. They have been fooled by themselves or others that they must be in control at all times and guide their partner to do whatever they feel is best for them, not for the both of you. They may be telling you that, yes, you can do this, or no, you can't do that, in hopes that you will listen. Kind of like a damn kid, do not let yourself become the child in your relationship. Stand your ground, stake your claim. Who the hell is anyone to keep you from doing something fun or interesting? Maybe risky, but fuck it, it's your life. Don't let yourself be treated like that. Which brings me to fire number two, disrespect. Robin Williams once said, you wouldn't let assholes live in your house so why let them live in your head? This is what I believe happens when someone is continuously disrespecting you. They manage to somehow infiltrate your mind and get inside the corners of your head where you normally don't want anyone hanging out. After all, this is your brain and wink wink, you're in control of it. The scary part about disrespect is that it doesn't have a familiar shape or form that's consistent. It changes over time. And those that know how to use this shitty power, well, well, they'll try their absolute best to conceal it in ways that you never even realized. If you're nodding your head right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Small forms of disrespect look like this not allowing you to finish your thought and inability to recognize your feelings. By the way, quick side note to the men listening. When she's complaining and venting, all you have to do is shut the fuck up and listen. Now's not the time to offer advice or point out what's wrong or anything like that. She is not looking for logic. If she trusts you enough to vent and bitch about her day, then respect her enough to keep her mouth shut. Okay, end of side note. So another way you can see this is if your partner never asks for your opinion on whatever plans are being made. You know, the plans that also include you. So now for some of the big ones, and I'm not talking about my nuts. 
Have you ever been out on a date with your significant other and you only see their forehead half the time or the backs of their neck because they can't seem to put the goddamn phone down? Yeah, that's rude and disrespectful. If you have agreed to go out and spend time together, then why are you not spending time together? If you have nothing to talk about and all you can do is show each other Spongebob memes, I've got some bad news for you. Raising your voice and yelling also shows a lack of respect for him or her. Practice the art of biting your tongue. If you're finding it difficult to talk without yelling, then it's time to put a pin in it and revisit that confrontation because then you can actually have a conversation instead of a fight. And guess what? If you're able to do that, then you have swung control back into your corner and you will show respect and class at the same time. Learning from one another what is considered disrespect is also a great way to bond with your partner. Do they laugh at your farts or just walk away all pissed off? It sounds silly, but they might find it rude while you find it funny. Learn these boundaries about your partner so you know when you can hold that gas in your ass or just let it out. Respect each other's boundaries at all times, not just when it's important. Another form of disrespect is fire number three, jealousy. Do you know what jealousy is most of the time? An illusion disguised as weakness and a lack of confidence in your partner. That person you love, the person that makes butterflies flutter in your stomach and makes your farts smell like roses, all that comes crashing down when you become jealous. It's uncertainty in yourself and your relationship. If you are a jealous person and you are not afraid to show it, I can guarantee you they are sick and tired of your shit. Jealousy has the ungodly power to end whole relationships that really didn't have anything wrong with them. It can burn the house down so quick that you never even realize you were occupying it in the first place. Oh my God, there was a look a glance in that direction, a male co-worker said hello, how fucking dare he, how many times have you fucked that guy? It's sad and pathetic, and I do not believe in it. So what if someone else has a crush on your partner? So what if people constantly give him or her the fuck me eyes? None of that matters when you are in a real relationship. At the end of the day, who are y'all going home to? Who's going to be on the phone all night? Who's going to be in bed having some hot sex, making the neighbors question their lease renewal? If your partner acts on those looks, those flirts, those gestures, then your partner has shit to deal with. And y'all have some things to talk about, right? Control the disrespectful nature of that jealous moment by having a conversation. And don't start that conversation with, why were you looking at that bitch? Because half the time, they won't know which bitch you were talking about. How about, what's on your mind, babe? If they say nothing, 
then yeah, he or she was looking hard. And then engage with respect. The same respect you would want from him or her. It's okay to address these things. There's nothing wrong with it. Just do it right. Better to talk about it than leaving things unsaid. Because that can lead to fire number four. False happiness. To me, this is the ultimate fire. It's the worst because if you are experiencing false happiness, then you are actively choosing to ignore the fires burning down your house. And you may even have the tools and resources to put the fire out, but do nothing. Instead, you live in the burning house, avoiding the flames, and have become an expert at navigating the relationship in ways that make everything seem okay. Yeah, they cheated, but said they'd never do it again. Yeah, he yelled at me. Really ugly, but it was only because he was drunk and had a bad day at work. Yes, I went out of town and didn't say anything, but he'll be okay once I come back with a gift and give him some good sex. There's only so much shit you can sweep under the rug before the dirt starts to escape from the sides. Don't be in a beautiful home that everyone admires, but once you step through that front door, everything is a mess. False happiness occurs all the time, and it hurts. Going to bed crying into a pillow next to your partner, having self-doubts all day, not being able to concentrate at work, lashing out at your friends or family members because of something you're sweeping under the rug. The house is burning, my friend. Either put it out or move out and let that bitch burn down with it. Do not stay in a situation like that. You will become a shell of the person you once were, and rebuilding will take that much longer. This is years of miscommunication, years of contempt for one another, years of looking the other way. And for what? Those vehicles you own together? The house? That vacation you're still paying for? Not worth it. Respect yourself enough to know when to abandon the burning house. False happiness will never lead to real happiness. It breeds on its own and gets stronger the more we feed it. Do not feed it anymore. Just walk away. The final fire is the one inside you. Knowing how and when to use it is key to your own survival as a partner in a relationship. Once you've decided to let it go because you've had enough, or maybe you found something better, then you will use it to burn down the house because fuck it, right? Why not? You're moving out. Talk about control. But it's unique in that, yes, you can use it to burn some shit down. Or you can use it to build upon whatever greatness you may already have. A good, strong fire in the middle of nowhere on a cold night is going to keep you alive, right? The same can be said about the fire burning inside you. It can be used for good and can save a relationship if that's what you want. Use it wisely and remember that no one else has the power to wield it except you. I was recently asked if I had advice on when you know it's time to let someone go. Well, my dear, 
if you find yourself asking that question to a random stranger with a random podcast, I think you're already there and you're just looking for validation. Do you have anything left to give to yourself as a woman and a good person? If not, then how the hell are you going to have enough to give to him? Thank you for listening to another side of me that didn't even know wanted to come out. If I'm helping in any way, I'm happy for that. If I'm not helping, then I'm not what you're looking for. I will not apologize for not saying what you wanted to hear. Y'all be safe and take good care of yourselves and those that matter most to you. Stay physically and mentally healthy for your own good and for those that care about you. Mario's 8-Bits, out.